Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Monday, September the 9th, 2019, which means it's our first recap of week one of the fantasy football season. We'll also have a preview of tonight's Monday night football games. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today starts next. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Happy Monday to everyone out there. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish, as we get ready for the next two hours to take a look back and a look forward as to what we can expect tonight and, of course, what we expected over the weekend. Welcome in. It is Craig and Joe with you guys. Sean Guastamaki is producing the show. And uh, kind of a wild first Sunday for reality, for fantasy, and we're going to dive right into it. Uh, good Joe, good afternoon. Hope you had a nice weekend. I caught some of the broadcast. From Sports Grid over on Zumo TV, really cool app. Saw you there, all dressed all nice. Mike Blewett dressed all nice, and looks like it was a fun weekend to be in New Jersey at the Meadowlands. It absolutely was, man. It's a great spot over there, right uh, by the FanDuel Sportsbook, and uh, yeah, it was just it was exciting. You could feel it in the air, the excitement, especially around the Meadowlands, and of course at the end, the same old Jets showed up uh, at the end of that game. But uh, look. I, I think there was a lot to take away from week one. Sometimes week one, you want to overrate some things. But I got to say, from an entertainment standpoint, I don't know if I remember a week one that I enjoyed this much between the Lamar Jackson performance, between the obviously the, the Patriots in the evening game, because I am a smug, awful Patriots fan. Uh, but really also, you know, seeing the beginning of some really new, fresh careers in the NFL get off to a very good start. It was a terrific, entertaining week one. And I can't wait for next week already. Yeah, and, and we'll be there really uh, tonight. we got two games for those of you who are still playing and still have some games in the balance. Certainly tonight, Houston will take on New Orleans. And, of course, the Raiders will be at home, and they will take on the Denver Broncos. As uh, Now the Broncos have moved to a favorite in that game. I'm sure that Sean will be talking about that and is at the window show coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern today on the Fantasy Sports Network. But I, I think that there were a couple of places that we can kind of start here. And, and really, the, the I think the main place to start, without a doubt, before we get to some of these great receivers who broke out, and we'll talk about that also. We're going to have to make some key decisions later in the week, and we have Tuesday and Wednesday to get that sorted out. But, Joe, the quarterbacks yesterday went absolutely wild, and you can see why a lot of those players had very high yardage totals in their props to begin the season because Lamar Jackson and Dalton and Mahomes and Prescott, I mean, the best of them all, Case Keenum, Stafford, Rivers, even Brady on Sunday night, 
all had monster games. And so for those people who have those leagues where you get six points for a passing touchdown, forget about it. You should have done real well. And even if you had four without losing points for interceptions, really, I mean, almost half the league had monster fantasy performances. And so I think that's kind of where I want to start today. The quarterbacks were just really awesome in a lot of spots. It's a quarterback league. It's been a quarterback league for a decade. It's going to continue to be a quarterback league. And look, Lamar Jackson, I know a lot of people are saying it's, well, the Dolphins are that bad. And they are that bad. That's true. But I loved his comment after the game. Not bad for a running back, huh? I thought that was tremendous. And uh, Jackson, with his five touchdowns, I think showed everybody that, hey, I'm I'm still a work in progress. I can still get better. And I kept saying that all offseason. And there was a very, very big proponent. I'm the guy that writes up the quarterback profiles in the black book about if you love Josh Allen this year, you should love Lamar Jackson equally, if not more. This whole notion that he can't improve as a passer ever is just silly. He just hasn't played enough for us to see. And I understand at the end of the year in the playoffs, he kind of left on a sour note. But, you know, you got to kind of shake that off. But you're right. Some of these other veteran quarterbacks like Dalton, like Stafford, it, it's it's also, I think, a little bit of that whole it's week one. Defenses are still trying to, you know, get their rhythm. Offenses sometimes are a little bit ahead in certain spots. And uh, I think when you look at it, the fact that are some of these guys who are veterans really showed and especially Prescott, too. I think that was very important. This was a stamp. And obviously, Jerry Jones was quite happy about this because Jones was sitting in that box watching Ezekiel Elliott on the field. And Dak Prescott throwing 400 yards and Jason Witten catching touchdowns. I mean, that's how easy of a game it was for the Cowboys over the Giants this one. But uh, Case Keen's the one I didn't see coming, Craig. Yeah, and, and I think that what this does, at least for from a week one standpoint, is is it stamps home the idea, especially in a super flex league that people are playing in. And I know that's become a more popular format where people have used two quarterbacks. I'm involved in one, and I ended up with the worst two quarterbacks possible because I undervalued it. And it just shows you that for those people in the future, when you're playing in super flex leagues, you you better get make sure you get your two quarterbacks in that league because trying to just sub in anyone else as a flex with the way that these monster games are happening is just incredible. And a great example of that is uh, is Andy Dalton, who really nobody had as a top five fantasy guy going into the season, not, not even a top 15 fantasy guy. And he ended up grading out at least in week one against a pretty good Seattle team. And then you're right, Case Keenum, uh, 380 yards. And boy, I mean, the last guy I expected to do it, in fact, in, in the league that I do have the Superflex, I have Keenum. So it was like a shock to me that this would happen. And I, I wish I could sell as fast as I could on this guy, but who, who would ever buy him? But yeah, it is all. it has been all about the quarterbacks for sure in week one. I didn't even mention some names of guys who also shined, who didn't have quite the games that these guys did, but really... An amazing start for those of you who drafted any of those guys and waited even on quarterbacks. Prescott, Dalton, River, right. Stafford. Well, that's in the thing. In the well. single quarterback league, this shows you why you wait. Uh, if you're not going to get Mahomes, who's the top of this class, I still say he's the top of the class. I'm going to always hold true to that. If you're not going to get that advantage, then you should wait because all these other guys were very good. And I'll do you one better in the Superflex. You should have three. You should have Stafford or or uh, Andy Dalton on your bench if you could have done that. That's the way to approach it because you want to make sure you're also weakening the pool for everybody else and covering all your buys. Yeah, Eli Manning and, and uh, Keenum are my guys, and, and survived that. This was unbelievable that I could be yeah. in, a, in a league like that. Never, never you. thought that. For, yeah, just very lucky. All, that's all it is. Um, and then also in terms of Lamar Jackson, um, look, I mean, my favorite guy going into the year uh, for sure. Yep. But but this is not me saying that this is going to happen all year all year long. In fact, I I would expect a very very swift return to more or less what we saw last year. Joe, I can speak to the Dolphins. This is one of the worst teams we've seen in a long time in the NFL. It's not going to happen every week. I think your Patriots will take advantage of that next week. But, but, but <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. I, mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson would be, as much as I like Lamar Jackson, he would be lucky to throw five touchdown passes combined over the next two weeks. I mean, that, that was as ugly a performance from an NFL team 
that I have seen in a really long time. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump up and down about Lamar Jackson, who I think is a league winner, but only a league winner when he's running and he didn't run at all yesterday. So we'll have to see um, how that plays out. Um, okay. So uh, real quick to the injuries, Joe, uh, I, I mean, the ones that I see that seem to have a, the biggest impact, of course, is Tyreek Hill's injury that I want to speak about right here at the top. And then also Nick Foles, who looks like he's going to be out for at least a month with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Gardner Minshew actually pretty, played pretty good. Minshew was a nothing in college, by the way. I, mean, I can't even believe he played well in the NFL. Shocking. I, I would have thought he would have put a Peterman up when he came in. Uh, but Hill and, and Foles, anyone else uh, did I miss here with key injuries yesterday? Oh, no, those are the biggest ones. And the Foles injury could really just kind of sink the Jaguars already. I don't like to overreact to week one losses. But to me, this was a this was a bad one for the Jaguars at home and Miles Jacket and thrown out of this game. There was a lot of negative there and the quarterback going down on top of it. I don't know. They might be done before they start, which is I wasn't high on them to begin with. I thought this was a good opportunity for them against a weak Chiefs defense to put some points on the board. And the Chiefs defense still gave up 20 plus points to that offense without Foles. So. Uh, for me, man, it's, it's a bad start for the Jaguars, and I don't know if it's going to get better anytime soon. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Minshew was very effective in college, but he was never a star. He was very popular because of his mustache, but in general, <laughs> in general, he was not. I mean, look, they didn't score a lot of points when he was quarterback in college. So I'm, uh, I'm a little bit concerned there, of course, for Jacksonville. And, you know, that was a very disappointing game, by the way. I, I thought that the line looked really screwy. I thought Jacksonville would pull that out, but unfortunately, they did not. And Kansas City was the right side there. All right, what we'll do is we'll take a quick timeout. Here on Fantasy Sports Today, when we come back next, we'll hit the opening drive, then we'll run through some of the reactions from the games yesterday. We'll also preview Monday Night Football. You're listening to Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish here on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll be back after this. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? 
Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And welcome back Fantasy Sports Today Craig Mission, Joe Pizzapia On the opening drive here on this Monday Our first Fantasy Football Monday on the opening drive, and the last time we'll have two Monday Night Football games to preview, because of course there are two games tonight, so some fantasy games are holding in the balance, of course some DFS contests are probably holding in the balance as well, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. All right, so we start off with the opening drive, and the best way to start, of course, is who we just talked about in the previous segment, but it needs to be said again, Lamar Jackson was the most dominant player on the field in reality, in fantasy yesterday. No question about it. Five touchdown passes, and this game was over before it started. Of course, the reason why predominantly, I got to believe, Joe, is because the Dolphins look like absolute fade material at this point. One of the few things that I saw yesterday that I think is not necessarily an overreaction, uh, I, I just think that the Dolphins have put a roster together that looks like a team that may only win one or two games all season long. I'm, Joe, I'm never going to say a team's not going to win a game because they're going to get lucky. They're going to beat someone. A, a player's going to get hurt. It, it happens. And, uh, you know, the Lions and Buccaneers, the only two teams in history not to do that. But the Dolphins could absolutely only win one or two games this year. Yeah, I think it's probable. Uh, so if you're in the survivor pool, just be real careful and pretty much just take whoever the Dolphins are playing, I think, for the next couple of weeks and just outlast everybody else. Don't get fancy. But, you, you know, you made that comment in the last segment about, I don't know if Lamar Jackson can throw for five touchdowns over the next couple of weeks, uh, but they got the Cardinals next week, and that's at home. I think he can throw on that defense without Patrick Peterson. I think he can throw on the Chiefs defense. I think anybody can. So I'm cautiously optimistic there. The Browns certainly have a long way to go after what we just saw. The Steelers, certainly, I know all this man coverage they want to play against the Patriots last night after uh, years and years of playing that soft zone where Tom Brady picked them apart. Well, it turns out they can't play man either. And then they have the Bengals. So I don't know. You might want to rethink that if that's a board bet. But you're right. Jackson is a great talent. You've been on him. I've been on him. It was a great effort for him. And if, if anything else, it's a confidence builder. So I hope what they do is they say, hey, look, it was against the Dolphins. They're not a good football team. But this is what we're capable of. Now, let's go out there and let's prove it to everybody else that this wasn't a fluke and we can do it against more than just the bad teams. 
So I think that's what you take out of this. And any confidence builder for a young quarterback, I think, is a great positive. So uh, for me, even though there was some, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, luster off of the uh, the shine here for Lamar Jackson because it was against the Dolphins, I think there's still a lot of positives to take out going forward that hopefully he'll build on this regardless. Yeah, no, I think he'll be great. I just, I, again, you're talking about historically one of the worst teams we've seen the last 10 years. So oh, they're I, awful. I, they're I, awful. I can't, I, can't, I can't sit here and say that. In fact, um, I think Arizona will play much, much better against Baltimore than Miami did. I mean, Miami is, is so far a step below the worst teams in the NFL that it is just not close. And so... Um, you know, do I, I? I wish I would have drafted Jackson everywhere. Yes, that's my overreaction, and I did not. And I was silly. I, there was another draft that I did that I easily could have done it um, and didn't do it. And now I feel like I should have. But at the same time, I'm not going to overreact to one game. I just, I just, I will, I will overreact to the Dolphins being bad. But I'm, uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't believe, is throwing 40 touchdown passes this year. Um, okay, second down. The best fantasy player on the ground or in the air was a guy that, thankfully, for people who took with their first or second overall pick in fantasy, oh my gosh, Christian McCaffrey, 128 yards rushing and a touchdown and 10 more receptions for 81 yards. I mean, this guy, I mean, should have been, probably should have been the first overall pick in fantasy. I can understand how people, you know, wanted Barkley for sure. And and look, Barkley probably will end up grading out just as high or better. But McCaffrey is an absolute monster. This is like, Joe, this is like Marshall Falk territory, what McCaffrey's doing. And unless I see something different, this is, he's going to put up these kind of games every week. It's absolutely incredible. He is an absolute stud in the black book. We had him uh, in terms of RPV. He was just like a percentage point behind Barkley. So really, you know, he was right there neck and neck with him in terms of grading out. And that's why RPV is useful, because it's not just about rankings. It's about understanding, hey, if you have the third overall pick and McCaffrey falls to you, that doesn't mean all of a sudden like there was a big drop off. You had potentially, like you're saying, even a better investment. Now, the Rams, I still say defensively every now and then they, you know, they have great games and then they have not so great games. And for CMC, look, this is what the offense is. And as long as Cam Newton can at least just stay there and, and not ruin. I just don't want Cam Newton to ruin this. Like, I don't want sour Cam Newton if they keep tacking up losses or they, he starts pouting. I just don't want him to ruin Christian McCaffrey's good favor in fantasy. That's the only thing that can ruin him. I don't know if anything else can, man. He's an absolute monster. You're right. No, he won't. And again, uh, pay no attention to what anyone says in the preseason. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make a difference. This is their guy, and anybody who took him first or second overall, you did the right thing. He's gonna. This is who he's gonna be all season long. Now, ten catches, I can't see that again. But who knows? The guy is uh, he's more, he's like Marshall Falk was in fantasy. He's a must start every week, and arguably, when you look up and you're playing against him, it is a nightmare. Uh, third down, the Tennessee Titans shocked the Browns, forty three points. Henry two touchdowns. AJ Brown, who no one saw coming, three catches for a hundred yards. I may want to circle this one, Joe. This may be the biggest overreaction, I think, to the weekend. What do you think? It might be, but I think this is one where I got to say, when I was doing a lot of you know research for the games and stuff this week uh, and for the weekend shows, you know, the Cleveland Browns did not play well against the run last year and in terms of defense. And there, I thought there was real opportunity for Henry. We're all concerned about the quarterback play. But what I've been kind of harping on for the last month and a half is the hype train and expectations of the Cleveland Browns are very high. It's one thing to be 
the darling who comes out of nowhere. And you and I both know it's another thing to play with expectations and factor in the giant egos on top of that. They have a ton of work to do on both sides of the football. And um, and it also goes back to the other thing, which is Tennessee is a really good defensive team. And last year, they were a really good defensive team. They were an awful offensive team. And then in the second half, they realized, hey, we should give Derrick Henry the ball 25 times a game. And things started to pep up a little bit. But at the same time, I think that people should recognize that Tennessee is not going to be an easy out every week. They weren't last year because of that defense. And Vrabel's going to have them ready to play. So will the Browns get better? Probably. But this was a check. And maybe a check that they needed. But this was a serious check in my thing. Because I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, all right, Baker Mayfield. Now everyone's run their mouth about how good you're going to be. Now you just lost at home against a Titans team that you should theoretically beat. This was a bad look. We'll see how they respond. That's what's important. And they've got the extra day, too, because it's a Monday night game against the Jets next week, a team that also just lost at home. So somebody's going to be 0-2 after that. Yeah, the Browns will be fine. I, I think it's a big overreaction. They just they didn't show up for week one. Tennessee's not going to be good. It's just I, I, These are the kind of things that you got to really look last for. Year? They're going down. They're, they're not good. Um, <laughs> you'll see. Fourth down. Uh, okay, so yes, one, but they might be good. <laughs> no. Lions and Cardinals uh, yesterday. Okay, so here's what we do with this fourth down. Was this an embarrassing loss for De- or a tie for Detroit or a good comeback for Arizona? I feel like it was embarrassing, honestly, for Detroit. Maybe you feel like it was a good comeback for Arizona. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, can I say 60-40? Like, I think it was 60% embarrassing for Detroit, but 40% good for Arizona because isn't that what you want? Like, you want to put the young quarterback in a spot where – you're proud that he didn't fold up the tents. I mean, I think you take that away. I think you can certainly take away a positive there. If you're Arizona, it's nice to see Larry Fitzgerald being Larry Fitzgerald again. I think that was a very positive thing. Nice to see uh, DJ get better too, as the game went on. But yeah, if you're the lions, I think there's going to be a lot of embarrassing losses. And what, what, <laughs> what have we been doing for the last 20 years, except having embarrassing losses? If we're the Detroit lions, that's my problem. Uh, there were some positives on that end too. Hawkinson, certainly a positive there. Um, but yeah, man, it's I hate ties. I don't know about you, Craig. There's nothing. I, I worse wanted than Detroit ties. to win. I wanted them to win so badly so I could fade them this week. And and now there's no overreaction to the Lions because of them That's falling right. apart. And you that said was, that you said this was going to be the game. Somebody's going to win. Really they were react. I really wanted that to happen. And, and now, um, you know, the line, at least the early line, does not indicate that there's an overreaction to that, which is a shame. So. Um, All right, so that is our uh, first through fourth down opening drive. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY. Coming up next, we'll start diving into some of the game recaps, what went well, what went poor, and and talk more about some of the issues that may be facing your fantasy teams. You're listening to Joe Pizzapia and Craig Mish. This is Fantasy Sports Today, and we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. If you hear us talk nearly every day about the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizer and what a wonderful money-making tool it is, you hear Drew Dinkmeyer regularly on this network explaining how to use it, more specifically how he uses it. Well, the majority of NFL Week 1 games were played yesterday, and Drew Dinkmeyer and the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizer once again took down a DFS tournament, this time hundred grand over at FanDuel. You can become the eighth person to win a million dollars in the FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. It's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. And DailyRoto.com is, of course, where millionaires are made. Welcome back. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia. On fantasy sports today, I certainly could have used that yesterday. My one uh, DFS league made the mistake of believing what everybody else said and using Winston. Why did I do that? Go against everything. Uh, I, I had know all the Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram pairings. It was it was a pretty good day. 
Yeah. Well, you never lose. <laughs> you never lose anything. Jeff. Oh, I lose. Play. I just I started before he said that's how I lost today. It was the first thing I you said. Win, you, you win, said, you win, you win, you win, you win. I got it. No, okay. I am not that guy. I'm not talking about losing. I, in fact, I'll tell you right now, I lost probably 70% of my week one matchups. I'll tell you right now, I don't well, care. You just started I am not that guy. Well, All right. When I'm uh, right, I'm right. <laughs> the the Falcons yesterday were uh, were really outclassed. I was I was surprised there. I thought that that would be a more competitive game, but they went up twenty eight to nothing and never looked back. I mean, this game was over before it started. Wish I would have known that. Um, Dalvin Cook, yeah, he came through, and and you know Kirk Cousins didn't really need to throw the ball, so of course that was a disappointment. But not worried at all when you go up twenty eight nothing. There's really nothing to do. And I will say this though, even though the game got out of hand for Atlanta, Joe. Matt Ryan had a serviceable game. Julio Jones, a serviceable game. Ridley, they kind of all salvaged the day. I guess the one uh, player who didn't do well was was Devonta Freeman. And, and you know, certainly one game again for him. He'll, I'm sure he'll have his over the course of the season. But uh, he was a bust at least for one week yesterday. What was your takeaway there from the Vikings and Falcons? Well, all those Dalvin Cook truthers were out in force yesterday. That's for sure. And, look, I, I've always been one of them. It's just the investment of can he actually be on the field and return that early pick? And having been burned by him a couple years in a row, this is one year where I don't think I own any shares. I wish I did, especially of this first one, but it just didn't work out that way where I was and the strategy that I had. But the Falcons are not a good defense. They are one of my favorite defenses to go against. Um, Unfortunately, because they jumped ugly, I think game script got away from Freeman a little bit. But you're right. Freeman will have his games. I'm not ready to punt there yet. I'm not going to overreact to that. Uh, but look, there's certainly, I mean, even Alexander Matson looked good in this game too, in the carries he had. He looked strong also. So I think this is good that the Vikings are finding balance. I think you still saw Thielen be Thielen, catching a touchdown. That's what you want out of Thielen. And uh, overall, the Falcons still have a lot of work to do. It's it's great that they had a lot of confidence. It's great that Julio got paid. Yay, terrific. But uh, hopefully next week, uh, this is Sunday night game against the Eagles there, that they get a little bit right because, if anything, you, they showed that the Eagles uh, the Eagles certainly showed that you could throw a ball on them. So I think Matt Ryan, everybody needs to kind of wake up again, get home and get right, and I think they will next week. But, yeah, let me tell you, Dalvin Cook was a stud. Yeah, great game yesterday for him, no question. Thielen with the touchdown, and maybe the uh, – I mean, even though it was a dud completely for Stephon Diggs, for those people who started him – he came out of the game, and it looked like he'll be fine even going into next week. It looked like maybe he was being used as more of a decoy yesterday. But good news for him, even if you were able to sustain a one-week dud from Stephon Diggs. Uh, Bill's Jets, um, this was a huge, huge, huge crusher for Jets fans. I mean, up 16 to nothing in this game, playing phenomenal defense, I mean, it looked like this was the Jets game to win. We saw a couple of teams this happened to in the NFL. We mentioned earlier in the show, the Lions, it looked like they had that game won, and the Jets looked like they had that game won as well. Bad game overall, I would say. Uh, the big surprise was James Crowder. Wow, 14 catches for 99 yards. What a monster he was in PPR leagues. Le'Veon Bell was solid. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, listen, you're, you're kind of delivering that those stats over the course of the year and you, you stay healthy. You're getting a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. That's exactly what you're looking for. Uh, but they did. They just they just totally just crapped themselves and gave it away for Buffalo. John Brown, seven catches, 123 for a touchdown. 
And uh, unfortunately, Gore is, you know, he's they're still going to use Gore. So 11 carries, 20 yards, and Singletary looked better than him, but he only got five carries in the game for 70 yards. So he's going to be really hard to start for the time being. Well, let me tell you, those five carries looked awesome. I mean, you know, I I actually watched the majority of that football game because I'm stuck here in the New York area, and um, Singletary looked terrific. And the other takeaway, too, I think, is the Buffalo defense is for real. I've been trying to get everybody to understand just how good they are. On the Line Star uh, wagering show that I host with Mike Randall from the Action Network on Friday, we had the upset special clip that we always do, and we had two things. We had the Bills upsetting the Jets at home, and we had the Colts covering. So those are the two picks that we had, and both of them came to fruition. So, again, never wrong, as you said, Mish. But never wrong, this though. one you could see coming because the Buffalo Bills – defensively were going to, I think, give a ton of problems to the Jets. They were going to let Le'Veon do Le'Veon things, but as long as they were able to contain what Sam Darnold was possibly doing, this was going to be a game they were in. Now, in the first half of this game, it was all like the defenses. That's it. The offenses neither showed up, and then eventually Josh Allen kind of got into a groove towards the end of the fourth quarter there, and you could smell it. You could also smell that same old Jets at the end of this game, that thing where things are starting to get tight, and that whole constant thing of, oh, it's not going to go our way because we're the Jets. And you could watch it almost. You could sense it in the building. It's starting to crumble around, and then it did. And to me, the big takeaway is Singletary. He looked fantastic. I don't care how many carries he had. Five for 70, it's a pretty darn good ratio, not to mention the fact that the runs themselves were outstanding. So always try to watch the game film. Always try to go back and watch the highlights because it's not just about the numbers. It's about what those numbers look like on the field. And Singletary, to me, was a huge positive. So that's going to continue to trend in the right direction. Yeah, but you still can't start him, though. I mean, you can't, you can't start him. You can't flex him out until he starts. I don't know. 14-team leagues, I think you absolutely can. Yeah. I mean, you, a guy gets five. If he gets six carries next week, what are the odds that he's he's busting off fifteen yards a carry again? Well, I, I think he showed that he's ready for more. I think I think everybody's been babying the rookie running backs for the first couple of weeks, as that is one not normal thing coaches do. But I think the training wheels are going to come off sooner than later. Well, hopefully so, because he's clearly the better back, clearly the younger back, clearly the more talented back. But everywhere Frank Gore goes, he steals carries. Yeah. So ho- hopefully, hopefully in two weeks, you can hopefully after next week. Hey, we'll look, come Giants and Bengals next two weeks for the Bills. That's a pretty good situation. Yeah, but you'd be nuts to start them. You can't anybody who's getting five carries in a game. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, even with David Montgomery, I'm nervous to start him this week after what I saw last week. Uh, okay, Eagles and Redskins, 32-27 the final there. Kind of a wild game. It looked like the Redskins had uh, every chance to win and then no chance to cover, and then they came back. So, I mean, deservedly so. Redskins did play very well in this game, better than most people thought. And Keenum was the star on that field yesterday, 380 yards. And look, Case Keenum, once every three or four games, is going to do this. It's just he's never been able to do it consistently over the course of his career. Um, wow. McLaurin was unstoppable yesterday. Five catches, 125 yards. And and this guy probably becomes one of the top guys to add on the waiver wire this week in most leagues. Trey Quinn uh, was very good. He caught a touchdown pass and some nice little PPR. Vernon Davis had a touchdown as well. Some fantasy, all things trending up for them. Deshaun Jackson was also somebody who I never saw coming out of anywhere. Eight catches, 154 yards and two touchdowns. For him, Miles Sanders was a dud. At the very least, he did have a, a 
a touchdown called back that I saw, so I felt a little better about that. But not only Jordan Howard getting involved in the game script, but Darren Sproles getting involved in the game script. So I would have to say that for me, uh, Sanders is trending down a little bit. Yeah, and now you want to see is this Deshaun Jackson too that's going to be this guy that has this good game and now we don't see him for a couple weeks? Or is he going to be a real integral part of this attack for the Eagles? We shall see because it seemed like a really good report early on. I'll tell you what, I was 100% wrong about this one. I did not see the Redskins coming. I did not see the Redskins up 20 nothing at the half, I believe it was. Unbelievable. And let's see too, is, is McLaren a guy that is going to have this one good game in week one, and then people are going to spend a ton of fab, and he never does anything the rest of the year. Now, look, there's a need for other wide receivers there, so that's a positive. Uh, Case Keenum certainly showed that he's still a capable quarterback, just like he showed in Minnesota a couple years ago. I mean, they played pretty well when they rallied around Case Keenum for that time. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. This is one of those week one things I don't want to buy into the Redskins at all. I, I think this is might be the one-off. So if there's overreactions and people are overreacting to the Redskins, I'm not going to. The Eagles this is another team that I think it's good they got punched in the mouth because they have a lot of expectations, a lot of eyes on them. And certainly the first half of this game, especially defensively, this is not good. I mean, you are a much better personnel than this, especially theoretically on paper. You should be handling the Redskins offense, and they did not. And Case Keenum is lighting you up. That's not a good sign at all. There were a ton of guys open. I mean, open by a lot, a lot of missed coverages. So you got to hope they get better because it's not going to get easier next week when they go to Atlanta and have to guard Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I mean, if you think McLaren gave him problems, what's Julio going to do? Yeah, Peterson, by the way, Adrian Peterson, an inactive, so pretty much almost cuttable in, in shallow leagues at this point. I mean, who knows? Could be the end of the line for him, and Geist did not look good at all. They still were able to throw the ball like crazy. So good job by the Redskins staying in this game. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back next, we'll dive into some of the early games that we didn't hit on in this segment. Also, trust or bust coming your way soon. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on after this. Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. 
Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Rain dance! Make it rain. Zeke got what he wants, and I think Lev Bell is a little bit upset right now because of look at what he got after that big old year-long holding out. And you tell me Zeke Elliott got to skip all of training camp, can ride on in on his white horse, and now be the most highly paid person at the position? Looks good to Zeke. And uh, unfortunately, great for the market for running backs. Saquon Barkley is licking his chops at this. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Hey, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia. Monday Night Football coming up. We're going to have a preview of those two games coming up real soon. But as we continue to dive into our recaps as to what happened on Sunday, at least this game was over pretty quickly. And by, I think it was halftime, I was no longer watching this game anymore. Uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, went nuts for the Baltimore Ravens. Ingram was fantastic. They had the ball near the goal line or in the red zone a million times. And and I don't know that there's anything really left to say. I mean, the one other takeaway that I would say from this is uh, Mark Andrews owners also have to feel pretty good about him. I have him in two leagues. I only started him in one. But when any kind of tight end, even off the bench, has a monster game like that, even though I didn't get any points from him, I'm still feeling good about that one. So that's a name to circle for me, because if there's a lot of targets coming his way also, then certainly that would be a great thing. But I I just can't see this continuing for Baltimore. I think they go from 59 to 29 or even 19 points next week. But, Joe, it is just fade city for Miami at this point. Last week on Friday... Uh, I was on uh, on Sean's show, and we were taking a look at the early lines for next week. FanDuel put them out at New England minus nine and a half. Now that line is 16, seven-point difference, Joe, after watching the Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, you should have locked in that nine. <laughs> you know what? I, as crazy as it sounds, I think the 16 sounds pretty safe, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've, I've, I've never made a bet ever laying more than two touchdowns on the roads, but I don't know. I mean, uh, it, look, the Dolphins oh. look awful, but I don't know. I mean... <laughs> They do. They beat, and they beat New England at home before, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Well, that, that was the thing. You you mentioned it last week, and you, you were 100% right when you said, historically, the Pats, when they go to Miami, I am I am holding my breath 
always because it's for some reason. And Brady, you know, you go back and you look, even the game against Jacksonville last year, Brady doesn't play well in the heat. There's stats that prove that I don't want to say he's like a 500 quarterback or even a sub 500 quarterback when the weather is like over 90 degrees. It's just not his bag. So check the weather. But other than that, man, I don't know if it matters. Like at this point, they are they are such a bad football team, as you said, that 16 sounds <laughs> I don't want to say reasonable, but certainly within the sphere to be done. I, I have one question for you, Craig, when you take away this game, too. There's going to be a lot of people throwing a lot of fab on Mr. Hollywood Brown. I know it was a great performance there. I know he was wide open. Do you think that Brown is something that is at all sustainable? I know Andrew certainly looks good. I think that's a little easier to believe. But do you think Brown is a mirage or you think there's some real opportunity here as a flex or wide receiver three to really, uh, you know, for a lot of casual leagues that didn't draft him? I think they'll look the Tyreek Hill owners all have to try and add the best wide receiver. they Ah, can. That's a really good point, but he's a good fill for that. I don't I don't think that that will happen on a week to week basis. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson could definitely sling it. I mean, we saw that, too. But again, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna predict a crash and burn for Baltimore. I just think that they come way way back down to earth after this. And uh, you know, I kind of put Brown in that same category as Tennessee's Brown. Like I think that's kind of the same thing. It's like a one game blow up, and then you see just average games the rest of the season. But we'll we'll have to see if if Baltimore continues it. My guess is is that Hollywood Brown is a top three guy on the waiver wire to add. I think you have to try. But for me, where I'm going to use the fab is when the running back gets hurt on some team and, and there's just a guy out there that nobody has right now. Because there, there's going to be somebody that's going to win a league that no one's even mentioned the guy's name. And it's, it happens every year. And I'll wait for that. So, uh, But again, it depends on your league. If, I have to, if you have Tyreek Hill, you can't wait. <laughs> you, you can't wait four weeks for this guy to come back and just assume, oh, I'm going to just hold my fab, bud. You can't do that. I, I think you got to uh, jump on that. Uh, Rams, Panthers. Rams win by a final of 30 to 27. It was this game was probably not as close as the final score indicated because the Rams did play very well. Uh, their defense looked spotty. They allowed Carolina to come back late. Uh, Jared Goff was just okay. Uh, Gurley, he looked good, but definitely splitting carries at this point with Malcolm Brown. So that's a concern as he scored near the goal line twice. Woods looked good, but Cup and Cooks were also quiet. And then as far as Carolina was concerned, it was all Christian McCaffrey, who we led, who we alluded to earlier. DJ Moore was also okay in a flex if you had to end up using him. What was your takeaway from that? Well, I think the takeaway is if Todd Gurley has one of those two touchdowns of Malcolm Brown, we're really talking about Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley looked rusty. I think it's funny because early in the broadcast, you heard them talking about, well, maybe he doesn't have the same burst or all this stuff. And then the fourth quarter came when he was a little warmed up. And the fourth quarter, he looked like Todd Gurley to me. I mean, he was breaking tackles, doing what Todd Gurley does. So maybe just maybe this is the plan. Maybe it's also one of these things where they even in the beginning of the game, they're easy, easy. And then when they have to let go of the reins, they can and let Todd Gurley be a difference maker. Because in this game, when Carolina started to come back, they put up 14 in the fourth quarter. It was Todd Gurley who was running the football with authority and averaging 6.9 yards per carry yesterday. In my book, that's pretty good, and I think he was a little rusty. He hasn't played much in the – he didn't play at all. Obviously, it was a long offseason. He didn't play at all in the preseason. So why the heck wouldn't we think he's going to be a little rusty? By the time the fourth quarter rolled around, Gurley looked really good, so I would not panic. I would just uh, hang tight, and touchdowns will come. And, yeah, Malcolm Brown's still going to have uh, some moments there, but 
to me, I think you, you, you split those touchdowns and it's a very different narrative going into next week. So Todd Gurley owners, just take a sit back and relax. Everything will be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried that he's going to be splitting more and Brown look really good, too. And if they use Brown as the goal line guy, I I, I mean, I, I in one of the leagues I have him in, I. I should have probably thought to take Brown also, and I did not. And that's one of my bigger regrets in the, and after watching that game yesterday, because again, he really didn't do anything until the second half of that game. So look, maybe you're right. Maybe it is only one game, but if the script is to only get him 16 touches or 15 touches a game, that's, that's not first round. Uh, but again, you didn't take him in the first round this year. So no, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I am worried though. I, I have to say, I am worried that he's not going to deliver the value. 1497 and a touchdown from a running back. He got in the second or third round. I think that's pretty good. That's what you want, isn't it? It, it is. Freeman. It is, but I, 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 than, I don't, you know. I don't know that. Oh, well, come on, Devontae Freeman. Well, I'm uh, just saying but, I'm a, a, a better than Aaron Jones, you know, better than a lot of other guys so far week one. So let's not yeah. over, like you say, overreact. I, I'm not overreacting. I'm just I'm I would have to say You're I worried. am my le- I would say on a scale of one to ten, it'd be a five. You know, I am. It, it would have been a zero if Malcolm Brown didn't play, <laughs> but they played him a lot and they played him near the goal line. And if Gurley and if look, put it this way, if Gurley is the goal line guy, I could care less how many. <laughs> touches because the Rams are going to be near the goal line a lot, you know, with just as pass interference is near the goal line to get. But if he is coming out on the goal line for Malcolm Brown, that to me is doomsday for for Gurley, and I don't think that he gives the value that that you would have thought. But look, it is one week. I'm not going to overreact to that for sure. Uh, Chiefs forty, Jaguars twenty seven. Kansas City lost Tyreek Hill early. Mahomes came out at one point. The MVP, as far as I am concerned, of this game. Joe was Harrison Butker, their kicker. What a game. Four field goals for him. For people who use still the kicker in fantasy, I don't know why you do, but if you do, that guy was the MVP of your team yesterday. Then that's the luck factor right there. Uh, McCoy looked better than Damian Williams. Darwin Thompson is a zero. That's just going to destroy anybody like me who had Darwin Thompson. I think McCoy is going to play a lot. Uh, Watkins was fantasy's best wide receiver, and obviously this this guy gets a huge bump with Tyreek Hill not playing. And for Jacksonville, Gardnerman, she was okay. Uh, DJ Char, Chris Conley, I guess there'll be waiver wire ads this week. I don't know that I have a huge investment in either of those guys. I suppose if I didn't have to give up a lot of uh, fab, I would probably add Chark. But uh, that's kind of the way that I, my takeaway was from that game yesterday. How about you? Yeah, look, I think the takeaway on that Jacksonville side is everybody who was on D.D. Westbrook yesterday. Once Foles went down, that see, that was his guy. So all of a sudden now DJ shark became the guy. And that's because obviously Minshew had a, a good rapport with him and a good feel of the timing for those things. And he was able to obviously also, you know, make some separation. So I think that is a guy. If Foles is going to be out for a while that you do want to throw some fab on Conley, maybe, you know, in the deeper leagues. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that as well. You got sometimes a lot of injuries have happened already. So sometimes you got to get on board. Sammy Watkins is a great discussion point because Sammy Watkins looked healthy. He also looked like no one was anywhere near him uh, for, well, I don't know, 15 yards most of the time. He was that open, so he better catch the football, not like Dante Moncrief in the night game who he could have had a, you know, a, basically a field to himself and still couldn't catch a football. But Sammy Watkins looked healthy. Sammy Watkins certainly was the man, and entire Hill's absence, he was able to pick up the slack. Nine for 198 and three touchdowns was a monstrous game. So let's see if it continues. Let's see if Sammy Watkins can stay on the health on the healthy trend and be that guy the rest of the year. He's going to have to step up now for the next couple of weeks, however long it takes Hill to uh, come back. And in terms of the running back situation, look, you're right. LaShawn McCoy did look like the better guy. Uh, Damian Williams got the touchdown. It's going to be a frustrating kind of situation there for those two. But overall, 
certainly the Chiefs, the big takeaway is the same thing I've been saying. The Chiefs offense is probably going to put up 40 a game and they're probably going to give up 35. So just keep that in mind as the season goes on. Yeah, Watkins was no doubt was uh, was some is somebody that I have nowhere that I would love to have everywhere right now. If you have him in fantasy, you should feel very fortunate because yeah, everything broke uh, he, away. He, literally, he is and he is going to be uh, the main wide receiver target. I would think right outside of Kelsey. So that's that's a guy to own, and it's just by luck with having uh, with Hill out, and that's the way fantasy is. Some skill, a lot of luck. Uh, Seahawks Bengals will end uh, this segment with this one. This is suicide pool. People were on suicide watch for a lot of this game. This was the most popular pick for sure. Uh, Seattle almost blew it. I don't know what happened here. They kind of sleptwalked through this one. No one was really special. I've been so big on Chris Carson. He looked okay. He was very lucky that they had the ball in the red zone a couple of times, and I think he'll be good. And it's just the volume with him is going to be impossible to ignore. So that's why he'll probably end up grading out as a top five back at the end of the season, just on, on volume alone. Uh, Lockett did nothing. He just came through late with one touchdown. It's so, it's so crazy that what we talked about last week with Lockett, uh, basically everyone's saying that he can't do what he did last year because he, he made the most of basically everything that was caught to him. Well, there was a perfect example. He only called yeah, one ball and it was a long touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, I'm not really sure what happened. I, I think this is just probably a snoozer game, and they bounce back Seattle and play a lot better the rest of the season. Of course, Dalton to John Ross was the story here. When A.J. Green comes back, it's probably over for Ross. But that's uh, those were kind of my takeaways from that. I think Ross is a decent waiver wire ad, but be very careful because I don't think that this is going to be a long term thing. But Seattle, do you think gets better from this? It was uh, it was just a little bit of a dud for me. <sighs> yeah, it was a little bit of a dud, but a, a team that I think has some issues, and I think you saw it. You know, you know, this is one of the reasons why I don't own any Tyler Lockett is because yeah, I know he's real efficient with the catches he got, but fifty nine catches last year. I mean, you're just asking everything to be perfect all the time. And I know it was, again, on the one catch, like you said, 44 yards touchdown strike. It's great. But, man, I'm concerned about this wide receiver core. To me, the landing spot for Antonio Brown was going to be Seattle or the the Patriots. I thought those were the two coaches that could handle him and figure out a way and, and complete different ends of the spectrum type of coaches. But both would somehow find a way to work their voodoo on AB and get the most out of him. But I'm concerned about the Seattle offense. I'm concerned about the Seattle defense just a bit as well. Ross was a revelation in this game, and I, I'm of the mind that A.J. Green's going to miss more time than people realize. So if you need a wide receiver, like you said, to fill in for Tyreek Hill for the next couple of weeks, Ross is certainly a good consolation if you miss the bidding war for Brown. Yeah, I'm not in at all on Ross. I, I mean, I've seen this show with him for many, many years, and he's just boomer bust type guy. I would be out. I think the Bengals completely fall apart now from here on out. I'm not a big Bengals fan. I was disappointed that Mixon didn't do anything yesterday. It didn't look very good. Um, in terms of Lockett, he reminds me of a young Deshaun Jackson. Like he, He's going to end up with games where he has three catches for 80 Probably. yards and two touchdowns, and he's also going to end up with games, two catches for 17 yards and nothing. And if you can... Have Lockett as your wide receiver three. You're loving it, but that's not where he was drafted. Most people have him as their wide receiver two. So we'll have to kind of see here. But I'm not totally you know, going to overreact to one game for sure. But what we will do is react to the Monday night football games. That's coming up in hour number two. We'll take a quick time out. We'll recap some of the things that we discussed in hour number one. Then we hit hour number two of fantasy sports today coming up in just a few minutes. And then, of course, Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto take over at 2 o'clock Eastern as they have their show, Full-Time Fantasy. Stay tuned. Plenty more FST coming up. Joe and Craig, we dive back into some of the games we missed, do a little trust or bust, and some Monday Night Football as well. Fantasy Sports Today continues after this. 
This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800 That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. I don't know if it matters. Like at this point, they are they are such a bad football team, as you said, that 16 sounds I don't want to say reasonable, but certainly within the sphere to be done. I, I have one question for you, Craig, when you take away this game, too. There's going to be a lot of people throwing a lot of fab on Mr. Hollywood Brown. I know it was a great performance there. I know he was wide open. Do you think that Brown is something that is at all sustainable? I know Andrew certainly looks good. I think that's a little easier to believe. But do you think Brown is a mirage or you think there's some real opportunity here as a flex or wide receiver three to really, uh, you know, for a lot of casual leagues that didn't draft him? 
I think they'll look the Tyreek Hill owners all have to try and add the best wide receiver. They ah, can. That's a really good point, but he's a good fill for that. I don't, I don't think that that will happen on a week to week basis. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson could definitely sling it. I mean, we saw that too, but again, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to predict a crash and burn for Baltimore. I just think that they come way, way back down to earth after this. And, uh, you know, I kind of put Brown in that same category as Tennessee's Brown. Like, I think that's kind of the same thing. It's like a one game blow up and then you see just average games the rest of the season. But we'll, we'll have to see if, if Baltimore continues it. My guess is, is that Hollywood Brown is a top three guy on the waiver wire to add. I think you have to try. But for me, where I'm going to use the fab is when the running back gets hurt on some team. And, and there's just a guy out there that nobody has right now.